Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And I've just had a delightful time getting to know a little better, and you're going to get to know very well my friend Deborah Westbrook. We met a few years ago, and before uh, she says hello, I, I want to tell you all some things that she says about herself that are just fascinating to me. Deborah says that each season of her life brings new experiences that lead her into beautiful transitions, continual change, and flowing transformation in Christ. She has a passion to see people rise up into their creative expression in Christ Jesus, living a life that's uniquely and gloriously perfect within their flow and function. She says, God longs to journey with us and within us to co-create a life that is full and abundant in Christ. She's a speaker, leader, administrator, writer, creative, seer, visionary, and travel scribe. And she says each season in her life has opened up new doors to travel throughout the world. She lived in Finland and the Middle East for over eight years. She's traveled to Africa to teach. She's explored 25 countries in unique and creative ways. And her curiosity and sense of adventure consistently challenges her to know God in a deeper way through the realm of faith and science. She has a degree in education with a focus in science and math, and she's currently studying for a master's in theology at Global Grace Seminary, my alma mater, and she speaks on quantum concepts that impact and challenge her spirituality and faith. She lives in Northern California, where she's been since 1980, originally from Chicago. She has two beautiful French bulldogs. I haven't seen them yet, but I believe her, Chloe and Finn, two adult children, two grandchildren who all live in California. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you, Paul. And I just want to say to everybody, it's a real honor. And thank you so much for allowing me to express who I am. I really appreciate that. It's a really good time to do that as people, they're rising up. And we all need to see each other's creative expression because that helps us be who we're called to be. It does. And we are indeed co-creators, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, we'll get into that. As we get started, Deborah, let me ask you, how has your growing understanding of God's unconditional love and grace for everyone, how's that affected your relationships, family, friends, you know, people that you come in contact with on, every day on a daily basis? This is such an important question, and I can nail it. When I started studying at Grace Global Seminary, and I read the verse that said, Paul says, see no one after the flesh. All religion had been taken off of me, and I started to see people straight through the filter of God's love, and I would bypass all the externals, no matter where they were in life, no matter how angry they were. God gave me the opportunity to see into their heart and see what they could become, and there was no us versus them. There was this union, like all died in Christ, all live in Christ, and I began to see them in a beautiful way, which allowed me to go into situations that religion always says was not appropriate. I went into anywhere I felt the Lord was leading to me, and I would gauge 
where they were in the spirit and speak God's love. And I discovered that most people do not even begin to fathom that they're loved by God. And sometimes the simplest, like a cashier at the grocery store, if you just start speaking very gently about the love of the father, they light up. It's that simple. And one last thing, living in the Bay Area, this is a very diverse area of all kinds of different aspects of spirituality. It's not the Bible Belt. And one thing you learn here is you learn how to speak to people where they are. So you have to speak to New Agers and Buddhists and Hindus and everybody. And love is that common language of God's inclusion of who they are. And when you reach that, a major obstacle is pulled down and then relationship is formed. And one other thing, I've learned to love people better. Can I say that? Like through, sometimes through silence, just listening, listening to where people really are. So the love of God has just changed my life. And for anybody who watches this that may have even known me 20 years ago, I can hear them saying yes and amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did nail it, Deborah. So, so well said. And uh, Gosh, it just changes everything. When you can start to see people as God sees them, when you see Christ in them, even when they can't yet, and you help them catch a glimpse of that Christ in you and then start to think about maybe God is real. Maybe God does love me. Uh, Is God in me? And they'll come to that realization. Well, yeah, God's always been in them. And then they'll go, yeah, yeah, I knew that. But we get the great privilege and opportunity of helping people remember and realize what's always been true about them. Yeah. I mean, even the simplest things, you know, COVID out here has put a lot of fear in people and you can see them when they walk by. It's so evident. They're fearful. So rather than get angry, you just kind of sat there. And if the opportunity comes, you say something not in confrontation, but you affirm to them, isn't life good? Because the way they're walking, life is not good. Life is over for many people. They're hopeless. So I think we're put into this time right now to be the light. And it's not that hard if you just release yourself and speak by the Spirit what people need to hear. And it's very simple. Yeah, it's really effortless when we live in seamless union with God without our trying or striving or working or you know, having a cheat sheet, trying to smile now, be nice now, you know, (laughs) it's just effortless. And people pick up on that. It resonates with them. Light attracts light. Tell us about how you got interested. Well, you you have a science degree, science and math education. My degree is in music education, which is maybe as far as the East is from the West from science and math. (laughs) Those are not my long suits. But tell us about your introduction into quantum spirituality. Well, let me go just a little bit back. My father always wanted me to go into something that would be practical. So I wanted to go into the arts. I wanted to go into, we come from a singing family, a family that loves music, but my father, bless his heart. I mean, he said to me, girl, that isn't going to make a lot of money. You need to go something. Don't follow your heart. So back then, back in the day, we listened, you know, I said, okay. So I got a degree in education. I taught biology for a while in Texas, but I didn't like the teaching aspect of that. So I just left it all. And I went to get a degree in fashion design, which was more creative. So I've had a very diverse life. So about two years ago, I started just as God's been deconstructing my faith, teaching me about love and inclusion, about oneness. I started just reading vague articles. And then the Steve McVeigh's Awakening to Quantum Life, it just, there was this dormant spark 
that just was like popped in me. And I went, I get this. And so I started just gathering all these books and I started reading and I realized that in the course of reading, I was a translator of maybe what people didn't want to read. They don't like math. They don't like science. People get very scared of that. But yet what I was seeing was these brilliant, deep concepts in quantum about energy and frequency. So I I dove in and one quick thing, uh, it was only this past month that I felt in my heart that the Lord uh, say to me, are you all in on this? Because it, Mm. it seemed like what I was trying to do was bring people up to this certain point. And I was constantly going back into the elementary things of grace, which is good, but it's not my call. My call is to just launch out into the unsearchable riches of Christ in quantum. So it was just this month that I said, yeah, Lord, I'm going to tie up 2020. We're going to speak what the Lord has in our heart. But in 2021, let's go. Let's start talking about the holographic universe. Let's start talking about frequency, light, energy signatures. But it's for one purpose, the heart cry, because my life was built on such deep rejection. My heart cry is, I need to see people rise up in their creative expression and be who God's called them to be. Not a template, not a robot. And I think they will discover that in quantum because it puts you in a mode of awe and wonder of God. I mean, if only you saw the intricacies of how God has mathematically set up this universe and how intricately he has designed even the most basic building block of life. Then you look at your life and say, if he did that on a quantum scale, and we have the breath of God in us, and we are created in his image, oh, let nothing hold us back. We are flowing in creative expression, and everything is possible with God. Amen. What an exciting journey you're on. And I want to go a little deeper in that in just a minute. But first of all, I want to pick up on something that you said, lest people think you or I or have always been nice and smiling and positive. You, you mentioned rejection. What was that like for you? What happened with you? Well, you know, uh, really quickly, too, because I know we can talk forever about our past. I was raised in an alcoholic family. But the last two years of my father's life was so incredible that God just birthed this healing. and I can't think of him anyway anymore except through the eyes of what a glorious daddy was. But in the midst of living, there was never physical abuse, but there was a real withdrawal and an absence. So all through my life, I realize now, as I look back over my life, that root was so deep. I never felt, I always held back. I knew, Paul, that I was extremely smart, but I never, I graduated in three years from high school. And yet they put me, this is so funny. They put me in, classes where I was a junior and a senior, but because I was so intimidated, I never blossomed into who I was. I dropped out of music programs. I dropped out of drama programs because I felt so insecure and I didn't have that backup of anybody, the father's backup to say, you can do this. I dropped out of music. I always held back. And so that rejection It was so deep in me, I would never walk in the brilliance with which God's created me. So maybe that's why now I'm so passionate about seeing people. Like One of the gifts I believe God's given me is if if I talk to a person for a little bit, I can see inside them. I can see their call. I can see their reality. And it's like I'm like a bulldog, like my bulldogs. I won't give up on them. And so with me, rejection came with sadness, despair, but mostly an aversion to stand out. 
if I could title my life, it was, I was always the one that was either never picked or picked second. And I don't know how much of that I actually caused myself. Maybe I brought that on, you know, through all those years. Writing that down. I never picked or picked second. <laughs> and you're the first person. I don't think I've ever said that on a Facebook live, but it's this past month where God says, we're tra- I'm transitioning people into their authenticity. Just be real. So people look at us and they think, Everything like that somehow I'm so highly spiritual every day and I don't deal with things. That's not true. We're all still dealing with little bits of insecurity and doubt. And we run back and sit in his presence and center in him. And he assures us that it's by grace that nothing is impossible with him. And then we just do it. We do indeed. And and we do. I'm seeing more and more that it's him doing it, not just in me or through me, but literally as me. I don't have words to really express it. It's so fulfilling. It's so enlightening. It's so uh, filled with joy. For someone who uh, traffics in words, I'm <laughs> I'm off the side of the road. I don't have words to, <laughs> to fill this. So you take the, I'll say, mysteries, although we're discovering them, of quantum science, and you break that down into 101 type things for those of us who are not uh, scientists or mathematicians to understand. Are you writing about that? How are you teaching about that? How are you getting your message across? Well, I do Facebook Lives every Tuesday, and they're an ongoing building up of the whole quantum grace thing of who people are. And then, yeah, I'm going to try to write this year. I'm going to try. And then uh, speaking has kind of opened up for me a little bit because I was a pastor years ago with the Assemblies of God. So I was always preaching. It was in Northern California. And then when we lived in Finland, we had a nonprofit, which was called an association. And I was always speaking. But over the past five years, uh, not much. And so when God said to start these Facebook lives again, so I feel like I'm more of a speaker than a writer. Although I will write, I can't say it's my passion, but I will because I feel like God's saying, write this quantum reality and how it's changed your life. So I will this year. So do Facebook Lives. Now speaking engagements are slowly opening up, but COVID has restricted that. And I do something a little bit unusual. I've traveled all my life by the Spirit. Like the Lord says, go. I I know this may sound strange to some people that listen, but if God were to say, go to France, I went. And when I went there and I actually stepped foot on the soil, God would give me revelation and I would somehow the spirit said, you have to be there to receive what I want to give you. So that's an area, again, I'm looking forward to coming. So yeah, I have a creative life. I love it. <laughs> you, you've been in 25 countries yeah. and was, was it all like that? The Lord said, hey, let's go here. And you went and somewhere like Finland in 1982, three of us were sitting in my living room and we were praying and the Lord said, I want you to go to Finland. And so for four months, we were getting dreams and visions, even of places in Finland that we'd never been to. That one step was like a domino, that one step of obedience. What happened is all the dominoes fell down and we ended up getting a resident visa and we ended up living there. And then my husband who passed away, he was a construction manager. So he got a job in the Middle East. We lived there for five years. We lived in Abu Dhabi, the Arab Emirates that enabled us to go to Egypt and go into Africa. So over the course, that has changed my life. But ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to travel. I don't need a big house. I like a suitcase and an apartment to lay over and then to go out again. So COVID has been challenging. Oh, I bet it has. Well, when you start traveling, I hope you'll come to Kansas. It's not as exciting as Abu Dhabi probably, but uh, <laughs> but there are a lot of great people here. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, we lived in Dallas for a short while and I haven't made it up to Kansas City, but 
I think every place where God sends you, he puts a love in your heart for the people, no yeah. matter where that is. Yeah, we're less than an hour from downtown Kansas City, less than an hour from the airport. And we don't have mountains or the beach, but it is very pretty here. And the people are really nice. And well, people are nice everywhere when you see Christ in them. They are. So can you give us a couple of examples of quantum things, how you've distilled those down to words that we can understand, like quantum leap, uh, like the double slit experiment thing, whatever you want? Well, there's one basic elementary element of quantum that everybody talks about, and it's called entanglement. When you really start reading about entanglement, what it's basically saying is that if an electron is split, when that electron is split, that electron can be five inches from the other one or a universe away, but they are in sync. So if you spin one this way, the other one will simultaneously spin the other way. There is an entanglement among everything. Well, that belief then led to, is this the theory of everything? If everything is entangled, if everything is linked, when I first read that, I stopped and I went, isn't this God? For all died in Christ and all live in Christ. And I started thinking of this divine entanglement. And then I started asking for the Lord for spiritual, maybe some scriptural references. Well, if we are entangled, then we are entangled through the mind of Christ. And Peter and Cornelius, before they met, they had not known each other. They were entangled in the eternal realm. And then God connected them. He came to Peter and said, I want you to meet Cornelius. He came to Cornelius and said, there's somebody coming to meet you. And I've encountered that in my life where the connection is made outside the realm in eternity. And then it's manifested in the earth. So that was just one example. And I just thought this is phenomenal. We are entangled. Paul says when one hurts, everybody hurts. So this sense of entanglement, I heard Baxter Kruger say we are not absorbed into the Trinity. So entanglement means that if we're in Christ as Christ, we are the creative expression of Christ, yet we are joined in Christ. There's an inclusion of love, which means that we really are joined to our brothers and sisters. And that's very important. So there's no longer an us versus them mentality but there is a uniqueness and a diversity. And that blew me away. That is like foundational. That's weaving its way through my foundation. I can't get away from that. What a great way to explain that. And I, you can see I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm, I, I'm writing these down. And probably this Sunday in my message, I may say, well, my friend Deborah Westbrook from California said, and a month from now, I'll say, well, lots of people say, and finally I'll say, I've always said this. <laughs> That's kind of how the, the way things work. <laughs> and I'm, I'm always like, I don't feel like I'm a good grief. When I start teaching some of this stuff, I get off the Facebook Live and I go, oh, my God, who am I? I mean, there's greater, there's great physicists, but isn't it like the Lord to do that? He takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And I just said, yes, okay. And I don't propose to do it always perfectly, but I'm a believer in process. I'm not going to stop. I'm not waiting for this magic moment to arrive. I'm going to start teaching it now. I'll evolve in it. And hopefully everybody with me will do the same thing. Yeah. Once we left religion, that feeling, that underlying nagging feeling that we have to do things perfectly Hopefully we left that behind too. It does rear its ugly head from time to time. But, uh, oh man, it was not a good way to live, was it? <laughs> no, it was a very restricting, hopeless way to live. And it denies the very essence of the breath of God in us. If God makes snowflakes all different, 
And if he has created the uniqueness and the diversity of every single thing in the universe, whether it's black holes, whether it's stars, or whether it's plant cells, why would we think he would create us to be so robotic and formed in a template according to man's wisdom? I just think that would grieve anyone's heart. Like, why oh, would yeah. you want to be anyone else? And the whole concept of religion that it's our job to make everybody just like us. And uh, <laughs> guys, uh, these things are, you know, like we can look back now and laugh. It seems like every day there's something that I look back at. And I used to beat myself up for it and feel really badly. But anymore, most of the time, I'll just go, oh, man. But uh, I think there'll be a lot of moments like that from now on, really. And that happens with my kids because my kids were raised in the middle of it. And now they just look at me and go, how come you changed? But you still taught us this back then. So I've had to ask forgiveness. I've had to make them aware of what I now believe. Uh, otherwise, it would be hypocritical. I've had to be honest with them and say, we did believe this, but now we've transitioned. So follow me in this. And yeah. then you'll break free of everything you were also raised and taught, which was very constricted. And they're getting free from that, too. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Deborah, this has flown by. Our time is, <laughs> but uh, we're going to, you and I are going to take a little break and then we'll record another episode that people will hear a week later. So as we wrap this up, tell people how they can connect with you, where they can find you on social media and all of those. Well, on Facebook, Deborah Ann Westbrook, and those are Facebook Live videos every Tuesday at four o'clock Pacific time, pretty much every Tuesday. Then I have a also a travel scribe and an insights page, which I'm still forming formulating and do it. And that's also Deborah Westbrook, Insights and Travel Scribes. Also, the YouTube channel, when I'm done with Facebook, I post on the YouTube channel, which is now beginning to grow, Deborah Westbrook, and this website. So everything's occurring at once. It's DebraWestbrook.com. And this is the month and the next couple of months to get more organized with that. I haven't updated the web, beautiful website, but I need to update it now into where I am. So there's various ways and you can find it all on the Facebook page. Great. And there's no E on the end of Westbrook, right? No, no E. Deborah, thank you so much <laughs> for being with us today. People will get to see you again next week. And thanks to all of you who've been watching today and grace to all with Paul Gray. We'll see you all next time. Grow in grace. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.